Welcome to the Doctority Plastic Surgery Podcast. My name is Jenna, and in this series, I'll be speaking to plastic surgery residents and giving you an inside look at what it's like to train at their institution. We'll discuss the logistics, the leadership, and the lifestyle of a plastics resident at their program. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Mikhail Klimov, who's a fourth-year resident at West Virginia University in Morgantown, West Virginia. He's originally from Stefan Voda in the Republic of Moldova. He completed college and medical school at the Carol Davila University of Medicine and Pharmacy in Bucharest, Romania. He then worked as a junior research faculty member in plastic surgery at Harvard, focused on skin tissue engineering and skin transplant tolerance. His current academic interests include aesthetic surgery, face and breast reconstruction, regenerative medicine, and innovation. Mikhail, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you so much for such a kind introduction. And I would like to commend you, you and your team with doing this podcast. I think it is great not only for students, but it's great for residents to find out about other program from residents' perspective. So great work. Thank you. And thank you for being a part of it. So I'd love to get started hearing kind of a broad overview of the structure of your training at West Virginia. So WU Plastics Residency is a relatively new program. Currently, we have five residents, so it is a fully integrated six-year program with one residence per year. And recently, we matched our six residents. So starting July, we will have a full complement of residents. So we are located in Morgantown, which is a small city, around 30,000 plus 30,000 students, south of Pittsburgh, approximately one and a half hours south, and not that far from Washington, D.C., three hours driving east. It is a small town, so it comes with all the perks of a small town. No traffic, easy commute, and all, all of that. However, we are working in a Ruby Memorial Hospital, which is the biggest hospital and the main, main training area. It is a level one trauma center, so it serves West Virginia and the surrounding areas. So we are pretty heavy on trauma. Can you break down for me the plastics experience you get across the first three years? Actually, our experience in surgery in general is first two years, and the rest of four years are, is plastic surgery only, which is wonderful. Out of that, when I started in, in my first year, I had only one month of plastics. However, currently, interns are doing two months of plastics, and in the second year, they are doing three months of plastics. So it, since we are a new program, it is you know, work in progress and residents are actually actively involved with their feedback and how the program will, where it's moving on. And what's the experience like when you're on some of the non-plastic services? I think we have a great relationship with general surgery. Mostly we are rotating on general surgery. We are basically part of their team first two years. We are we are on call, 24 hours calls with them. We are working very closely. We are treated equally and the expectations are relatively the same from us as well. The only difference, especially if you do doing cases, they preferentially or kind of guide you into the to do the cases that would be more of your interest, but not necessarily. As an intern, obviously there are not too many opportunities for OR. However, we also rotate on other services in these two years, such as uh, ENT, OMFS, emergency medicine, ortho. I think this is a great experience. 
you are basically seeing the same problems from different angles and it also makes your life easier later on when they will consult you so you establish relationships uh, earlier and i think you mentioned one of the sites that you work at so far but are there a couple different places you rotate or is most of your training at one site so most of the training is at one site one hospital and they are building another hot children's hospital which is adjacent currently it will be ready i think this year for other rotations we go in different places in our third year we go to dallas for our transplant rotation baylor scott and white which is an excellent rotation we everyone loves it it is very busy but everyone liked going there we do not have a burn center so we rotate in pittsburgh we go to upmc mercy which is also a wonderful rotation you are functioning at the level of a fellow it is also done in, I think, third year. And you're functioning as a fellow. You're doing a lot of skin crafts. Uh, outstanding experience. And for clinics, we have two other sites. Also in Morgantown. And Hand Clinic is somewhere in a different area. And it used to be plastics in a different area as well. So there are no independent residents. Are there any fellows at your program? Luckily, no. So I think this is great, and there are no plans to start any fellowships, at least in my knowledge. Basically, residents starting operating very early. As an intern, you can be walked through a breast reduction. In the second year, our second year did a TMR, low extremity TMR with the attending. Because there are no fellows, you are starting operating very early, which is wonderful. And what's call like? Call is, I think, is great. Mostly it is home call. All the plastics is home call. When you're on plastic surgery, we are usually doing home call. However, hand call is, it is an in-house, but we are not taking that much. We're taking every Tuesday and one weekend a day. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it depends how many residents. Plastics residents are on service that month. It could be four in-house call days and up to six, seven, I would say. So it's, it is not bad. And uh, last year we didn't have facial trauma call. We didn't have an attending for cranial facial. However, Dr. Sebastian Brook joined us in January and we will start taking call as well. We'll start with just three days a month and it will progressively probably increase. Where do you get most of your craniofacial experience or like children's experience currently? So currently with Dr. Sebastian Brook, and we also used to have Dr. Stewart, well, he's still with us, he's part-time faculty. He used to come every other week and he was doing microsurgery and some cleft palates, cleft lips, cleft palates. So we had that experience, but without the facial call, facial trauma call. And also we were exposed through ENT rotations and OMFS. And what's the mid-level support like? Wonderful. I think we have a great mid-level support. We have five PAs and P's. One is completely outpatient. Four are inpatient and two of them are also outpatient. One on hand and one on beads and craniofacial. They're great guys. We work as a team and you can go and operate, enjoy your case and learn from the case without thinking 
about floor work, which is very helpful. Sometimes they even take, if there are not enough residents or there is a conflict, they sometimes even take home call or in-house, they can take hand call overnight or even during weekend. So they're very helpful, great team. Are there any opportunities for electives in your program? So like a rotation that you choose either at your own institution or that you choose to go away for? Yes, we have three months built in as electives. And usually you can take them during the fifth or sixth year. And everyone chooses what they like. Are there any opportunities for global rotations or like longer rotations or short-term trips? So we have one of our uh, honorary faculties, Dr. David Fogarty. He's the founder of uh, West Virginia Interplast, and he dedicated his life to global surgery. He, by himself, funded and led, I think, over 110 expeditions or mission trips. So we are required to perform at least one trip, one week trip, to go with him throughout the residency. But... There is opportunity even more often than that. COVID slowed down a little bit, but even with COVID in November, one of our residents went for to a trip. And the good part is that it's, it is an official rotation. It is approved by Board of Plastic Surgery. It is official rotation, and you can log in the cases that you are doing there. If residents want to go on a few trips, are they able to do like a few by the time they graduate? I think so. It is still work in progress. The paperwork, it takes a while. So you need to know it in advance. And it's not usually possible to have enough lead time. For example, he's going on another trip right now in April. And we just couldn't make it with the paperwork and, you know, approval from GME, board and so forth. So everybody gets to go on at least one and sometimes more. And where do you get your cosmetic experience? Our cosmetic experience is limited here at WVU. We have at least four months built in for rotations. And usually there are three private practices so far that we have contracts with. Two of them are around Pittsburgh area and one is in Ohio. It is also volatile and things can change. So we are not, it's not set in stone. And uh, we didn't explore all these three options yet. So it's not. I cannot tell you more about it. I'm going into this to start these rotations in hopefully July, August, and September. It used to be designed for the sixth year, four months in the sixth years, but it is not very helpful if you're intending to apply for aesthetics. So now we are working to move it up. And ideally, probably fourth year would be the best or to start in the fourth year. And is there any experience with gender affirmation surgery? We do quite a lot of uh, top surgery, but no bottom. And how would you say your program kind of manages resident autonomy? I think it manages great. You start operating very early, and if you're capable and attendings trust you, you will be allowed to do a lot. You are taught well, you are walked through, it is safe in a safe manner, but by the third year, you're very comfortable in OR to do basic procedures, even some aspects of more complex procedures. And what are the research expectations and opportunities available? 
we are expected to do research as any program. And we are mostly doing clinical research. We do not have a specialized lab for plastic surgery, but there is a big science center and there are multiple labs. And we are currently working with at least one of them. And it is more than encouraged. Our new chief, Dr. Woodbury, is very helpful and is willing to help with organizing and help with funding or grant applications if need be. If you are interested and that this is what you want, you will have the opportunity to do that. Once you are ready to, let's say, present your research, is the institution able to support you in that regard? When I started, even for a poster, you were going. Now it's more selective, but at least one meeting you will be funded for and encouraged to go. But we are encouraged to submit to all the meetings regardless. And then if we are accepted, efforts are made to make sure that we are going there. Obviously, with the schedule and patient cares first. Are there any particularly awesome perks about your program? We have a food stipend, which is, I think, $600 every six months, which is not bad, I would say. We also getting an iPad at the beginning of, in our intern year. Then in the second year, we get a pair of loops. Starting with the third year, you get progressively starting with $150 a year for books or other training materials. And I think it ends up around $300, $350. And this is separate from the meetings. In what area of plastic surgery would you say that you come out with the strongest experience in upon graduation? I think things are changing. It, it is a very new program, and we had a big turnover in staff lately. But uh, my feeling, based on my recent experience, is that I'm very comfortable with hand. Hand and general plastic surgery, we are very comfortable. And how would you improve your program? The efforts to improve the program are actually ongoing. So we currently do not have a residence clinic. Uh, aesthetic cosmetic residence clinic we do injectables but it would be nice to have an organized book time for residents to do and to have their own patients and to prepare them for surgery and so forth so i think that's an area that we can improve and in my knowledge our leadership is working on that and speaking of your leadership i'd love to hear more about your chief and program director so our program director and the chief of the division uh, is Dr. Kerry Woodbury. The assistant program director is Dr. Jack Gelman. For a little bit, they were the only faculty. And subsequently, Dr. Stewart joined as a part-time faculty. And now we have Dr. Sebastian Brook, who is also full-time craniofacial. And also we are hiring two more, probably a microsurgeon and a craniofacial surgeon. What's it like to work with Dr. Woodbury and to have her as your PD? It is very close team, very family-like. She is an outstanding chief of the division. Uh, she united the entire division, and it feels like a family. We are relatively small, but we have monthly meetings, division meetings, where we discuss the problems, we solve them on the way. 
She's very caring, very protective, and we love her. And can you tell me about a time that you or another resident brought up an issue and how she or other faculty responded to it? When I was on in my second year, I was on general surgery call as a junior on general surgery call. But at the same time, I was on hand call. And that created a conflict. I supposed to be in the OR with hand cases. But at the same time, as a junior, you have responsibilities to be on traumas. You put lines and so forth. So it was a situation that should not happen. And I came up with that, explained what what is the problem, offered solutions, and it was fixed. It got solved right away. And what kind of a role do residents play in department decision-making? So things like picking new residents or new faculty. I think a very big role. We are interviewing either a group or sometimes individually, especially more senior residents are interviewing students, but also everyone's opinion is counted. Everyone will have a group meeting and Dr. Woodbury and the team listens to everyone. She's a great listener. This is a very excellent skill and I think this helps. You described the resident culture as a family. Anything else you kind of wanted to share about either things residents like to do together or, you know, other examples of that? Yeah, unfortunately, with COVID, things kind of slowed down. But we had a couple times per year outings. We went axe throwing. We have our picnic. Every summer we have a picnic for the newcoming resident. We also invited to general surgery activities. They also always have outings every month or so. Unfortunately, lately, COVID slowed down everything, but I think we have a great relationship. I think we are very diverse. It's a very diverse group, which is, I think, wonderful. We find common ground and we have fun working together. And I enjoy scrubbing with my co-residents, senior or junior, and it is wonderful. It's fun. It's, you know, it's a nice teamwork having PAs and levels in the group, in the, in the mix is also awesome. And what are some of the qualities of a resident who would fit well? I think, first of all, he or she should be a team player. A team player, a nice person, easygoing, hardworking, just to like to be with the same people, a small group for six years. And now a bit about how residents live in Morgantown. So do most own or rent? My feeling is that most of the residents own. And coming from Boston, this was, for me, it was so affordable. So I was so happy. Now currently I'm paying less than I used to pay for renting something. The place is much nicer. In relation to the you know, main hospital, where do residents live? So most of the residents live around the hospital. There are plenty of opportunities. It's mo- it is more expensive a little bit, but five minutes driving, right? Seven minutes, 10 minutes driving. I live relatively far away. It takes me 15 to 20 minutes driving. Usually there is no traffic across the hospital. There is a parking lot. So uh, life is easy, which is great. You get to sleep more. You get to see your family more. You get time to study more. So you start appreciating that more and more with time. 
And what's the spread of residents being single, married, having kids? I think in, at least in our residency, I would say it's 50-50. Other residencies I've noticed, I see more married and actually with kids, especially Orto, I think. But I think it's a pretty heterogeneous mix. How does the residency support residents that are either starting a family or, you know, already have a family? I'm the only one in the residency who uh, recently had a baby. Well, my wife, wife had a baby. So they were very supportive. I needed an extra week to stay and help. And they were very supportive. They gave me that week and everyone covered and stepped in. So as I mentioned previously, we have the feeling of a family and you can feel it in every aspect. And is it necessary to have a car? Absolutely necessary to have a car. You mentioned the kind of affordability and a, you know, easy kind of lifestyle. Are there any other things you'd like to share about living in Morgantown? So I don't know, things you like to do on weekends or, or hidden gems? West Virginia is beautiful. It's a paradise for hiking, especially summertime. So many trails around. If you like fishing, if you like target shooting, plenty of opportunities here. But I think hiking, the nature is so beautiful and there are not too many people. So it's pretty wild and wonderful. I think that's most things I wanted to talk about. So first, any final thoughts about your program? It could be about the operative experience or, you know, what it prepares you for. So in summary, I would say this is a very family-like residency program where everyone takes care of each other. We are very close to each other and helping with whatever need be. We start operating very early, which is, I think, wonderful. And this is what I wanted personally. And the pathology here in West Virginia is amazing. Cases that you will see, and we cannot appreciate that since at our level we didn't see, but faculty that are coming and they've been through training and they tell us what they see here it's it's impossible to see in other places so i think this is also great could you expand a little bit more on what you mean by the pathology you see population here is very heavy and almost everyone smokes you have smokers You have obesity, morbid obesity, super obesity, and patients with multiple comorbidities that you have to do something. So sometimes it's not a choice not to do anything. So almost like urgent or emergent reconstruction or plastic surgery that you don't see elsewhere. Exactly. And patients are coming with a disease at a very late stage, which you will not see in other places. Not the best for the patient, but translates to some really unique, you know, problems and challenges for the surgeons to solve. Indeed. Excellent training experience. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have on the process of choosing a residency. So like advice on how to find the best fit or what you think that applicants should be looking out for? I think ideally uh, it would be to come here 
and see with your own eyes, you know, what it is. Because living far away, not exactly knowing the area, not exactly knowing the people and how does it look, what you will see every day, you may not appreciate what it can offer. So I think just coming here, meeting the people and you will feel if, if you know, you can, you can be here for six years or not, if this is in accordance with your values. And how could interested students find out more about your program? We have an Instagram account. It is WVU Plastics. So please uh, take a look and subscribe. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Pleasure is mine, Jenna. And good luck with everything. Thank you for listening to the Doctority Plastic Surgery Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing to our show via your favorite podcast service and following us on Instagram and Twitter. For more podcast episodes and residency information, check out our website, doctority.co. That's doctority.co. We love feedback from listeners, so please contact us through the website or through social media with your questions or suggestions. See you next time.